Sir, what, please state your name for the podcast. Camilo. Hello. You have to come are sit we, Are here. we actually recording now? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Rainy Day Diaries, an imperfect podcast that will dive headfirst into how you can thrive in your creative life and business, even if you struggle with mental wellness. I am your host, Jennifer Lynn, and as a longtime struggler of anxiety and depression myself, I hope this podcast will help you realize that you could still get stuff done when you deal with all these crazy things on a daily basis, that you're not alone, and that falling down does not mean you won't get back up again. I thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you have any suggestions or questions or topics you'd love to hear about, please email me at jenniferlynn at gmail.com. Thanks. Enjoy the show. On this episode of Rainy Day Diaries, I have my husband, Camilo, who is a professional podcaster. (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) Oh, am I supposed to talk on this thing? Okay. Hi. I've been trying to get him on the podcast for like a year and a half. And for our sixth wedding anniversary, he said he will gift me his voice (laughs) hi thanks for coming on the podcast sir you're welcome i guess it took me a while to get here you know but um yeah was there traffic on the drive and this is like our fifth take baby in the house it's kind of tough baby in the house (laughs) so how do we know each other um art school (laughs) tell me uh tell me your version of how we started dating it's a long story, but you know that we we met at the like in college at the art school. We didn't start dating for about eight years. That's what you seven. tell people. So it's, no, it's, it's the seven. version that I know. It's seven years. What's seven. your version that you know? Well, I, you know, I'm bad with dates, but I'm gonna go with seven years after we became friends. And back in like 2003, we became friends, and I think we were always fond of each other. You know, we like to chat, talk on the phone for a long time, and take walks. Right? <laughs> so we did back then. It's been a while. Yes, but uh, I'm not allowed to say anything. I'm okay. just allowed to nod. Sure. Well, yeah. And then, um, I don't know, our friendship grew, you know, long distance from you were living in Orlando for, for a good while and I was still in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale. And yeah, the friendship kept growing. And then I moved to New York and you went to visit me and followed and... Oh, wait, I'm skipping over <laughs> skipping over other trips. We went to North Carolina. We had a good bonding experience then when we, we traveled together to visit some friends. We did. We thought the plane was going to, like, crash. That's I feel that way, like, every flight. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we spent some time together in North Carolina as friends, and um, I think that you know, strengthened our relationship. And we had some feelings after that trip, but... What kind of feelings? Strong ones. And I think <laughs> I was willing to take a step towards a relationship at that time, but you weren't ready. Something um, like that. Yeah. It wasn't the right time for us. I agree. I feel like if we dated in our 20s, we wouldn't still be together. We had to be... I mean, we dated in our 20s, but it was like our late 20s when we finally did start dating. Yeah, that was around 2008 or nine. Uh, it was two thousand February of two thousand eight. Okay, two thousand eight. Yeah, um, we were visiting friends who had just recently gotten married, and who we don't talk to anymore. But yeah, sadly, sometimes we wish we did. Lost connections. 
But um, then later I decided to move to New York at the end of 2009, moved to New York in 2010, and you visited in 2011 or earlier? I visited twice in 2011. I visited once in like June and then somehow I ended up visiting again in November, which doesn't make sense why I would go twice in one year. <laughs> Not sure. Was that the time that I bought you? Yeah, bus the tickets? second time you like you bought me a bus ticket and you just to said, Boston or from, from, Boston from Boston to New, New York. York. <laughs> yeah, I was living in New York, but we were seeing a show um concert or whatever the kids call it. Um I like how the kids call it a concert. <laughs> I think that's what we called it. Yeah. Show in Boston watching Saves the Day and maybe they got up kids. I'm not, can't remember. Oh gosh, I don't remember that far back. But yeah, I think it was, was, so was it during that trip that we decided to evolve our relationship? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. Even though you were, I was living in New York and you were, Still in Orlando at that time with your house. You had a and townhouse. You had a townhouse. Um, but I think I realized during that trip that, you know, how strong my feelings were and that being so far apart, you know, we needed to give this a chance and see what happened, even though it might be difficult long distance. Which I hated long distance. It was horrible. Yeah, we never so would have lasted <laughs> if I didn't move there. I'm not sure how long we did the long distance part. From November to, I moved there in February, after Valentine's Day. Okay, so about four or five months. Give or take. Yeah, so we didn't last very long on the, I think I hear the baby crying. Oh no. So we're going to have to whisper because the baby's crying. I don't think he's which crying. Which I talk kind of quiet anyway. You so do talk quiet. No one will be able to hear me, which is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so we didn't last very long with the long distance. I think we, it was... It was a challenge, um, four or five months, and you made the bold and brave decision to just leave everything behind in Orlando, your house, your community of friends. Oh, your that is the baby crying. Comfort foods, and you took everything, including the cat, which I was not expecting. Hey, now, I can't go somewhere and leave a cat. <laughs> I know, but initially we had discussed. Where was you, the cat going to go you, for three months? You were going to leave Baby was her name, is her name. She lives with us now. Gonna, She's our daughter. Baby's going to hear you. The cat baby with the real baby, <laughs> Oliver. You were going to leave the cat with a friend or something. No, that's what it you, wasn't. But that's what you had said at the time. Maybe if I was visiting for like two weeks, but not for like three months. Okay, well. You crazy. We, this was, we didn't have the clear communication. We had horrible communication for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm here to discuss all these things with you on the air came with your cat and a few things and moved into my 10 by 10 room you, in the apartment I shared with three or four other roommates at the four. time was it? with one bathroom yeah in Astoria I, New York I think he needs a passy okay I'm gonna go Hold give the baby a passy <laughs> go ahead so you brought all your things in the cat and you moved into my 10 by 10 room in the apartment I shared with three or four other roommates in Astoria. So we went from being friends to being like in very close quarters. <laughs> very, 10 by 10 room. Pretty much. Um, and the plan was that you were going to find an apartment or something, but that never worked out. So you ended up staying with us a lot longer. and Which made your roommates really mad. 10 situations. Yeah. yeah. 
it was a little difficult. And then we eventually moved into our own apartment. Actually, it wasn't Astoria. It was Sunnyside. Oh, yeah. Because by the time I moved there in November, you lived in Sunnyside. It was Sunnyside. Sunnyside. So we, we moved a couple blocks down the road to our own um, a place, which fortunately we found through some friends who lived right above us in that new building. That's another story. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I'm curious. I, I think yeah. oh, this is a long story to talk about here because there's a lot of things I'm skipping over. I know. The fact that you almost, when you were going back home the first time when you visited after we, you know. What? Expressed <laughs> feelings for each other <laughs> and had our first kiss and you were leaving back home to Orlando like, Maybe two days or one day after that? Yeah. No, I think it was like a whole week. So I stayed for like okay. two weeks. So I'm jumping around in the so story. So secret, we secret dated for a week and then I broke up with you in a letter. Yeah. But you, you were going to leave and never see me again. Never, ever, ever. But I didn't let that happen. No, you thought we were still dating, which is how we ended up being long distance. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a good thing we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so when I moved up there after being friends, which... One of the things about being friends, is, especially for me, was I made sure I looked pretty and perfect on the outside, but I was not pretty and perfect as a partner because <laughs> I had issues. Who doesn't have issues? Yeah, we learned a lot about each other in those <laughs> during that time living close together and facing different challenges together. And by close together, we shared a twin mattress on the floor. <laughs> like, Yeah, but then we moved into our own tiny apartment together and at least it was it was small but it was all our space mm -hmm. including the cat um and we lived there for two three years so how did you know when it was time to put a ring on it <laughs> oh that's right so we were we eventually got engaged but i nearly broke up with you the night before <laughs> did you <laughs> Okay, well, we're not going to get into, like, specific... <laughs> Only because women are generally further so along. A lot, we're, we're bad at, we okay. were bad at communication for a long time. Today we're married six years, so we've been married we, for, we a are. Long, for a while we, now. I did not break but, up with him a second time. But we're talking about a lot of the bumps along the way. Well, I'm curious. I want to talk and about, there like, were a lot of bumps along communication. The way. And a lot of good moments, but the bump, bumpy moments seem to be more interesting. There's a duck here. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Technically, so, by our brains, like we remember negative more than positive in general. I guess so. I guess that's true. It is true. It's science. So we spent a couple years just, well, we were more than dating. We were living together as boyfriend and girlfriend. And marriage was never something that was really too important to me or on my mind to do. Although I said to myself when I was younger that if I ever did get married, I would wait and do it when I was 30 years old. For real? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think actually you and I had a, once a conversation. Oh, a pact? We had a sort of pact saying that if we didn't get married by X age, was it 30? I, I don't, don't know. remember. We would get married. This was when we were <laughs> friends, so pact complete. Young and silly. <laughs> um, I remember you telling me before I decided to move to New York, which was one of the reasons why I didn't know if we should continue. Is you said, like, I don't believe in marriage. I'm like, what if we have kids? You're like, I don't believe it's just a piece of paper. 
Yeah, we, we had that discussion a few times as friends and then together. And I knew that it was marriage was very important to you as the important symbol. Um, Union. And because of that, you know, um, I, we were, I was planning a trip for your birthday on, I think it was 2012. Does that make sense? Yeah, about 2012. Yeah. No, it was 2013 because you got, got engaged in March and married in December. All right, but September. it was. Well, you're planning it in I was probably planning it already in 2012 for your birthday, which was in March. Uh, we were, and I was trying to do a big trip, and I thought it would be a nice occasion to propose. <laughs> and I talked to your parents, and they gave me some ideas about the ring and and all those other details. And I and I said I had this plan that I, you know, I want to take a road trip together. And I knew I knew you loved animals and farm animals especially. And um, I've been wanting to go go. We had that great trip in North Carolina, so I thought we'd go somewhere in that area. And I wanted to go visit South Carolina and Georgia, Savannah. So I just mapped out this long trip from like Charleston to we drive to Savannah, and then we drove to Jacksonville, and then we, we drove stopped in Jacksonville to, to visit friends, and we also stopped in St. Augustine. Oh yeah, spent a night there, and then eventually back to Eustis, just north of Orlando. Um, where I have family, my mom and my aunt, and it was close to Orlando where you spent so many years. So, I don't remember when I told you about the trip, I guess. I think, like, when you were starting to plan it, you're like, what would be, like, a great trip? And I said, Japan. No, I didn't. Yeah. But, yeah, you're like, we're how about planning. domestically? We're still that one, yeah. I don't think I said Japan back then, but I think you asked me like different places. Would you want to go to South Carolina? Would you like, do you want to go here? Cause we, over the years we talked about different places we wanted to go. Savannah was one of the places and my friend Georgia at the time just had a baby. So we wanted to go to Jacksonville and we loved St. Augustine, which we ended yeah, up doing. Yeah, we, we had taken a trip to St. Augustine before as friends. So I thought that was a nice place to revisit. Lovely friends. Yeah. I liked you. I just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> Anyways. So, how did you decide to propose before or after I milked a cow? <laughs> well, you know, I, it wasn't, I didn't have like a clear idea of when I would actually do the proposal. I knew that I would most likely do it at the plantation we visited in outside of Charleston. We spent a couple of days in Charleston couple nights I guess and we were visiting this beautiful plantation um I always forget the name do you, do you remember oh man I always forget too yeah I always have to look it up and then remember but you thought they only had sheep right did you know well, they, had, they had like hundreds no, I, yeah, of animals yeah in the photos I had seen the sheep but I also read about it and they had um heritage animals which were our heritage animals are like old farm animals that they would have had hundreds of years ago and well the animals weren't old necessarily no, but, but they're the, the same type the of animals they had like the, years the breed ago of animal right so i knew that there was a like a cow milking opportunity that they offered along with all the heritage animals they had and the, they had like a 
schedule of things. And the cow milking was at like four o'clock, and I didn't yeah. think he was going to stay until four o'clock so I could milk this cow. And I think it was two o'clock, three o'clock, and we were still there. Yeah, we got there fairly early. We spent spent the whole day there. It's a big, big plantation. It's gorgeous. Beautiful gardens, and they also have a restaurant where we had lunch, shrimp and grits, and other really good Southern comfort food. And during the day, as we were walking around, there were so many pretty spots, but I think between nerves and just like not being sure about what the right moment was, I just kept waiting for that the feeling. And then I started thinking that maybe, maybe you should have the cow milking experience first, because I wasn't sure how you would feel after the the proposal and it was your birthday right it was like it was my it was the day before my birthday it was okay it was the day before your birthday and i did, just wanted you to have a great day first and then obviously been a hope, horrible evening hope the proposal would go well <laughs> i just wanted to have enjoy our time first so we made it for the milk the cow milking thing i think it was maybe just us and a couple other people mm-hmm. and then we saw a, a lamb had a baby right after oh yeah that was really cool. So you milk the cow, and we have photos of this, and you look really thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> I feel they, pl- they slather on, like, this thick cream on the udders, and then it, yeah, it was, it was I, harder than I thought. I didn't try it. It's, it wasn't appealing to me, but I was <laughs> excited for you. Um, How many ladies want to milk cows? <laughs> yeah. And after that, it was getting, after that great experience, I'm like, okay, we got to do this. And it was getting a little closer to the sunset, and getting darker and I think the plantation probably closed somewhat early anyway so we the time was ticking we kept walking and found some other areas we hadn't been to around a lake right it was around around this long like ovally well most lakes ponds (laughs) or anyway (laughs) we found this path with um, azaleas and other beautiful flowers and it was it was a nice quiet spot where there weren't many other people around I think maybe just a couple other people in the area and um, I just thought it just fell right and we were on the path and I'm like this is it and I don't remember the words exactly or I wish you did I, I don't remember it, well you told but, me to close my eyes and I kind of wish okay. you didn't because I didn't see you kneel on the ground and I didn't see like I wasn't looking at you when you were proposing <laughs> yeah I guess that was a bad plan <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I was just thinking about surprise, but I guess it would have been more powerful. Surprise! Least, I'm on the ground, but you don't you know. you saw me, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess I told you to close your eyes, and I knelt. Wanted to close your eyes, and I pulled out the giant. Well, the box, the ring box is huge. I mean, the, I hate fit that in your and pants. The, the engagement ring inside it was also enormous, due to some miscommunications. Uh, mis- we were planning. The, the ring with your mom while I was in New York and she was in Florida and we were like going back and forth and the jeweler was in Florida and you wanted it to look like a flower and yeah. you did make a flower it just it wasn't was, what we had in mind it was mind. more like a bouquet it, it was, was like so much silver beautiful but very large yeah very big and heavy so eventually we, we switched that ring but anyway I showed it to you and I proposed I said my, my whatever that was <laughs> Neither of us remember. I think I talked about like our long friendship and just obviously how much I loved you and you did not say yes. You were like, Really? 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 
Really? Really? For real? For real? For real? For real? For real? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. This is happening. And, he's, uh, and then I think, like, we sat down. You're like, but you, you still haven't answered? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we kissed in between, and um, you, you were very excited and happy, but there was no yes, clearly. Well, because, like, I think I brought up getting married, like, a couple days before, and you didn't sound like you wanted to marry me, and then... At the day before we went on a trip, I'm like, maybe we should break up. Maybe I should go back to Florida because you don't want to marry me and I'm getting old. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You told me, you told me to go take a shower to like relax. Well, you know what the, of course, why that was, because I was trying to keep it all surprised. I didn't want to (laughs) like lead you on to think this might be happening during this trip because I really wanted the powerful surprise you know and it's so funny because the day we left for the trip it was like really early in the morning i think our flight was at like five or something and i remember getting dressed and you put on your big brown coat because it was winter time or like fall time yeah that was the coat you were wearing when you milked the cow oh you're right and my brain was so focused on weddings and so i'm like you could fit in my brain my brain was like huh he could fit a ring in that pocket and i was like stop it he doesn't want to marry you and then we got to the plantation and I was like, this is a gorgeous piece of land. It would be great for a, I wanted to say wedding, but I'm like, a party. And you're like, yeah, this would be a great soccer field. I'm like, see, he doesn't want to propose at all. Get your mind out of the, gut- <laughs> out really the gutter. the gutter. I know, it's the wrong, the yeah. clouds. The clouds. I was like, this is a the great clouds. piece of land for a wedding. And you're like, I could play soccer here. Well, I played a lot of soccer during that time. So, <laughs> so we were engaged. Yeah, and then we got married maybe... A few five, months later. five or six months later mostly because you, you were... got pregnant and no shut up <laughs> no no but um we we just thought it was good to have the wedding soon because of family issues your grandma was getting older no it was my aunt your aunt my and... grandma decided to have a stroke two weeks before our wedding yeah unfortunately, that was great she, yeah um, but it was because you worked for a company and you only had two times off a year oh yeah we wanted to take advantage of um he worked one for, of the Jewish holidays. Yeah, they, he only got off twice a year for t- one week, twice a year for the two big Jewish holidays. We had to, that's the only time he got off. So yeah, I could have asked for other time off, but it was it would have taken advantage of the time off that I was getting anyway from the company. I guess so. so. so you're so honorable. Yeah, so we got married actually on Rosh Hashanah, I think, didn't we? At the civil, the the wedding in New York. The oh yeah 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 the one we got married at the courthouse, at the courthouse. to get our yeah. Uh, marriage certificates and we got our certificates like a month almost a month before our wedding yeah. so we had to have yeah, two so weddings we had two weddings the civil court house marriage in new york in queens and then we went down to south florida for the ceremonial wedding at your parents backyard which was beautiful and we had so many people it was so overwhelming <laughs> it was a good time though it was a good time so I want to talk about communication. Yeah, we're still working on it. We Six are still. Years later. Yeah, well, we'll be working better. on it forever. I think this is the best, mostly, <laughs> that it's been. It was really hard to communicate at the beginning, like super hard. Why was that? Because you're so cranky. No, <laughs> mostly because I was a, I was a, what's it called? Runaway from conflictor. Like, literally, during one of our first fights, it was, like, midnight, and I wanted to, like, leave the apartment in New York. Oh, yeah? I don't recall that. So, you just, yeah, you avoided conflict. Um, Why do you think our communication's been hard? 
Um, which year? I don't know. Uh, At the beginning? No, well, I'm sure that played a part in it that you, rather than face uncomfortable situation with conflict, you wouldn't talk about it or we would kind of shut down? Or I think I also had like a guard up. Like I didn't fully trust the situation or like I thought you'd leave me if you knew who I was. Yeah, I, well, no, I don't know if that's true, but on, on my side, I guess. I have a tendency to not like a short temper, but sometimes I lose a little patience. And then also I'm always trying to find a solution and solve things. I, and You're a guy. Yeah, I guess that's pretty typical guy. <laughs> but I always think there's like a, a rational solution to things, which doesn't always work for you. No. Like what? Well, I don't know what exactly, but um, <laughs> but I'll try to explain things to you in a way like, well, if you just try that, or if you, you know, think about it this way, like trying to use like logic and like. I think at the beginning when I was like, because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I was still kind of depressed. Logic is like the most annoying thing <laughs> when you're struggling. Yeah, I think those are some of the issues we also had, like you dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression issues and me being like, well, you know, you just need to change your attitude or I don't think you should be taking medication. Oh, that was a big one. Because I just, obviously, I don't like things that alter your your body, but I mean, now I know that sometimes... Do you remember the day? necessary because people have different, um, you know, chemical imbalances and... If it's not hurting you and it's helping you, it's not terrible. Do you remember the day after you told me you didn't want me to take it anymore? Fast forward, you're like, uh, maybe you should take that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I still wish you didn't have to, but yeah. Look at me now. Yeah, but it, it helps. It does help me make me a saner human. You're, you're fun when you're not super sane, though. <laughs> well, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never super sane. What do you think, how did you think we had to change our communication tactics once we had a baby? Or did we, in your perspective? I don't know about our communication tactics specifically, but I think we both had to make an extra effort to communicate when we had the baby because we were both, um, you know, tired and extra stressed taking care of the baby and obviously we were taking like shifts and like so we had to talk more about what we did with the baby you know like oh did you feed the baby at this time and you know we were taking care of him so we needed to make sure we both were talking and knew what we were both doing and helping each other but I think it also came off as like why didn't you do this or like I don't know I think one of our biggest things still is like why didn't you do this particular chore but i'm like why didn't you do this particular chore <laughs> yeah that's something we're still working on because we we both have to do those types of things and help each other and it's not on any, any one of us but that's such a blessing because i really think like we are a partnership like it's not like you woman do house stuff me man <laughs> yeah no obviously it's never like that and i think it to me it's more of a the time opportunity, like, 
this might go badly here, but (laughs) you, because you do spend more time at home with, you're staying home with the baby right now and, you know, so doing your business at home, I know that's a struggle to find balance between the time with him and the time you spend for work. But also just being at home, you have more of an opportunity to take care of those things when you are here. And you you do go out with him a lot more now too. You go to play dates and little events and wherever you can just for strolls and downtown. Aren't you tired though when you spend I a lot of time with when him? I, when I when get you spend, home from- <laughs> No, when you spend time with him is tiring. He can be exhausting. I know. So it's, you're expecting a lot sometimes. I know. No, and I understand. And dinner on the table. I understand that. But anyway, we're not going to get too deep into too that. deep into this. But we're still trying to figure out the time thing. And especially with it, with Oliver, you know, taking in more of our energy. He's running around now and... He's becoming more demanding of attention, and and it's more difficult. So, how do you handle when I am sad or overwhelmed? Like, what's your go-to <laughs> help me or help the situation ideas? Well, when you're when you're overwhelmed with the baby, especially, you know, I try to just take him off your hands, and I try to do that when I come home from work, even though I'm, I've been you know, with my own mental exhaustion throughout the day on the computer most of the day and stressed with different projects and things that people need at work. But I try to take give you the time when I come home after work and relieve you from 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 him a little bit. At least a little bit when I get home immediately after I get home. Um but no, but generally, you know, I'm gonna try to Give you a break so you can go <laughs> breathe and relax. And if you want to go, like, listen to something or... Really? Okay, I'm taking advantage of what you're like, saying. Like, if you want to go listen to, like, an audiobook or a podcast. Really? Okay. Okay. Or read a book. I'll take what you're putting down. Or I'll offer you hot tea. You will? <laughs> We're all... I am taking advantage of all of these things you're offering right now. <laughs> I'm trying to surprise you with a cookie you or do? a treat wow. from the market. I'm going to play this podcast for you every day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I think usually... So what's your what's your perspective? What do I do My perspective is when... you hide in the bathroom. And then <laughs> when I say you have to come out, you reluctantly take the baby so I can cook you dinner. <laughs> that's not what I do when you're telling me you're feeling overwhelmed Oh, I guess that's true. Sad. I guess... Okay, that's no. Just, that's generally... Like, no, you're right. Okay, I, that is what you do whenever we're on upset. I'm thinking about the general day by day. Okay, no, you're right. Yeah. You do do that. You did the other day. You did give me time to go read because I needed a break because he was really stressful. Teething is no joke. Oof. So what do you... What do I do or what do you hope I do when you're feeling sad or overwhelmed? Um, well, first of all, notice. I don't know if you always do right away. But then equally... Sometimes I just need a moment, you know, space and just time to relax. And like I think um, earlier today, I, we were, I was a little stressed about something. I don't know what it was. Was it our shopping trip? Our shopping trip was very stressful, so that would make sense. Yeah, I was, yeah, I just needed a little, like, moment to, like, uh, you know, like a deep, like, sigh and let it out and, like, 
clear my mind. I don't know. The other day I let you clear your mind. But I appreciate when you give me tea too, hot tea, yeah. I asked you, you if you want it every night. Yeah, you do. And then I forget to make it every night. That happens often. You, yeah. you forget to make my, my tea after you offer it, or you forget to drink the tea when you make it for both of us. <laughs> well, yesterday you, you needed some time to breathe, but then you fell asleep for the night. And it was like 9 o'clock. No, that was the day before yesterday. Oh, you're right. I fell asleep because yesterday you oh, fell yeah, asleep. Oh, yeah, yesterday I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Such a good anniversary. <laughs> it was so stressful. That's a story for another day. Oh, here's a good question. So so we talk a lot about how stressed we are, yeah. how poorly we communicate. We sound great. <laughs> we sound great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so a fun thing is when we started dating, this thing called Instagram came out, and you didn't want me saying your name anywhere on the internet. So I Yeah, I was a little conscious about that. You know, you were... Famous on Instagram. I famous. And, I had like three hundred followers. Had a big following, and <laughs> you're very active and posted a lot. I did post a lot. So you had me call you, yeah, boy. And, well, I called and, you boy. Yeah. So you would you would mention my name a lot in different in Facebook and Instagram, and um, you were very unfiltered. You still are pretty unfiltered. I've always been. So when you did mention my name, it, sometimes it was related to personal things and or different different things so I was just was not super comfortable with it well I felt weird I know it's nothing weird about it but I felt weird saying I was like 27 years old and I first had a boyfriend so I changed it to just boy that seemed like more grown up for some reason since yeah and I think I that was that was fun yeah I, I so I called I mind being called boy I called you boy and then I did zines and stuff with boy in them and then people at the Brooklyn zine fest would be like oh are you boy the baby's crying again <sighs> Yeah, I think, this, I think he needs to get up this time. Okay. So, how come I'm allowed well, to call you? When's the last time you took a shower? Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I choose work over showers, okay? It's allowed now because I'm a mom. One, but really? made you... Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just... <laughs> I took one two nights ago. Okay. All right. I'm still in that. I'm, glad this is, I'm glad this is in here. Um, how come I'm allowed to say your name now? Are you? <laughs> Am I not? Um, I don't call you boy anymore. I don't know. I think that just kind of happened naturally. You just kind of shifted between calling me boy on posts, and you don't mention me as often anymore. And I think now when you do mention me without my name, you you call me husband. I I do. Don't you? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think you refer to me as husband. Did I? You get kicked out of me posting? Cause now we have a baby. No, I posted about you before. I wanted, when did you, when was I allowed to call you Camilo? I don't think there was ever like a permission thing or like you're allowed or... Maybe once we got engaged, I was like, my fiance. Hmm. Yeah, there was some transition, but you still threw the word boy around for a while. Well, my grandma wanted to call you my lover, so I'm yeah. glad that didn't happen. Me too. Boy is so young. You should call him your lover. <laughs> I remember what street I was on when she told me that I was walking across our street to the subway station and I'm like, ew, grandma, that's yucky. <laughs> okay, he's crying. So, okay, Oliver's with us now. Oliver's in the podcast now. What do you what do you love about being a dad? Fast forwarding a little bit. Oh, I thought you were gonna ask Oliver the question. Oliver, what do you love about your dad? Do you like being a dad? 
Me? Yeah. I, yeah. I love being a dad. It's also challenging at times, but um, to it's just, I don't know, it's hard to explain really, but just the connection with him and being able to help comfort him and take care of him and show him all the new things that he's learning, it's, it's pretty special. Plus, I get to see how much Jen loves Oliver and how much Oliver loves Jen. And it's really pretty magical to watch that. Yeah. I am pretty obsessed with our baby. <laughs> yeah, and it just feels good to be a family and be his dad. Mm. You have anything to say, Ollie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you <he> got shy. <laughs> so, a fun thing about our relationship is that you're really like a calm, quietish person. That's well, what everyone thinks. Well, it's yeah. a, it's a trick uh-huh. because well, first of all, you're more like silly and and Oops. silly. Thank you down. <laughs> Thank you down. But you're also secretly very anxious, and I didn't know that until we were together. You like tricked me for like ten years. How yeah, do you how do you do know, that? I don't know if how secret it is, and just nobody really asks. I guess. <laughs> Who says like, <laughs> hey, are you anxious? You hide it really well. Do your coworkers even know you're an anxious person? I think they've probably seen it on some occasions. Um, but there's also that perception that I am the... Is loving on the baby while he cries. Yeah. But he's not anxious, but I want to be a puddle. Oh, yeah. So I'm not... In this type of moment, I'm not anxious. Anxious. Jen, Jen's very anxious. I get anxious in different settings, different moments. Like when Oliver's dropping Cheerios all over the oh, target. Yeah. Our our anxieties are way different. <laughs> hey Ollie, wanna see the puppet? So what do we how, we how do we learn how to communicate better about that? Like our the way we get anxious is different, and we don't often understand why the other one is anxious about something. I think that's just something we learn through just going through those experiences. We just have to discover. And realize when we're, when the, each of us gets anxious, you know, and then try to be aware of it for the next time. But what if we don't agree with the anxieties of each other? Well, that's unacceptable. We, <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> well, we have to both, you know, understand and empathize with each other's That's not my strong triggers. suit. <laughs> well, Is it yours? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's my strong suit, but, you know, that's all I can do is learn and be aware and try to be understanding. So if someone's struggling with their communication with their partner, what would you recommend? Well, there's so many things that could be happening there, you know. I know. Struggling with communication, uh, there's, you'd have to be a little more specific. But uh, I guess you just have to start with talking. Get on a podcast. Record it. <laughs> With your partner. No. Yeah. Talk talk through it. But realistically, it is talk through it and listen. Yeah. yeah. You need to get the words out and be able to listen to each other's words without, you know, getting too upset. And, yeah, hang in there. Do you remember when I had to write down my words? 
Was that during marriage counseling or what was that? Our two days of marriage counseling? No, that was like before we got engaged. Like if I was really upset, I had to write oh, down what I was feeling. Yeah, yeah. I That's had trouble I verbalizing. You, you used to do that, yeah. That was part of your conflict uh, aversion, I guess. You Instead of you were too upset or you didn't want to directly you. approach it with words. You So you wrote it and it gave it to me in a note. And we would sit next to each other and I'd give you notes. And you'd reply back to me. That I would talk. I would you would me. talk, yeah. yeah. I think that was a trust thing. Well, also. you know, that works if that makes people feel a little, you know, makes it easier for communication. That still, that still works. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got a little over that. <laughs> I haven't seen a note in a while. Sometimes it's still written things. What, Oliver? What do you do when you have a conflict? <laughs> yeah, he usually throws things and stomps. So you still happy you're married to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Would you say no on the podcast if it was no? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I probably wouldn't even do the podcast if it was no. I guess that's true. (laughs) Well, yay. Be sure to let us know if there's anything else you want Camilo to answer for you. Who is this Camilo person? I don't know. I think your boy. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on the show. People in Tampa know me as Cam. It, only in Tampa? Why in Tampa? Well, that's where I started going by Cam. Where in Tampa did you go by Tampa Cam? Tampa Bay. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> no. we, don't, we don't go to Tampa very often. <laughs> All those strange the Tampa areas. Bay, the greater Tampa Bay area. Yeah, well. Oh, you dropped Farmer Mom. Okay, that's a good exit for us. But be sure to let us know if you liked the episode or if you want to hear more conflict resolution from Oliver, press one. (laughs) Bye. Bye! Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you liked the episode, please subscribe or even better, leave a review. It makes iTunes really happy and hopefully makes them share this podcast with other people, which would make me really happy. If you have any ideas for topics to cover or for people you'd like me to interview, please email me. My email address is in the show notes and thank you again. Have a great day. So today, <laughs> reading day diaries, I, <laughs> I, have, I think I'm just laughing because you're laughing and I see you, you're trying to control it. Not because of the podcast, but just because you're just laughing. That's why I'm, I'm laughing. Because I always laugh at you. <laughs>